0: Game two of the NBA Finals. Uh, That was a really solid game one. Uh, I was back and forth until Boston kind of took over there in the fourth quarter. Um, We do not have a millimaker, but we do still have $250,000 up top. Still a lot of money to be won. So excited to break this one down for you guys again. If you're a first time viewer, welcome. Uh, I do cover content for DraftKings NBA top shot prize picks and for Superdraft. Superdraft is the sponsor of this video. You can use the code DKDFS for a $50 match on a $50 deposit. Um, so take advantage of that free money. Uh, you can play player props. You can win up to 20x your money. They also have multiplier formats uh, where you compete against other users. So if you guys want to give it a try, again, ch- uh, take advantage of that free money. And if you're looking for uh, more in-depth content for DFS, you can check out my Patreon link down below. We cover the NBA, USFL, and eSports. All right, so let's uh, go over my lineups here from uh, the Millimaker... Uh, yesterday. So I made two lineups, both cashed uh, relatively easily. Uh, This lineup had a little bit of a sweat going into the fourth quarter. I was like in a hundredth place. I was like a couple points back of the Millie. But then unfortunately, Jalen Brown kind of took over uh, there in the fourth for Boston, Horford as well. Um, But yeah, I went to Steph and the captain, Tatum, Smart, Wiggins, Draymond, Iguodala. Now, one thing that we covered pretty in depth in the Patreon live stream was that uh, I was not... Uh, confident in Gary Payton playing after we got that news uh, so we got news from underdog uh that Gary Payton even if he's gonna be available uh, there's no guarantee he'd be in the regular rotation so that worried me and then I I, I really went you know more in depth about it, how I thought you know Boston's a very big heavy team I didn't think you know three guard lineups that Golden State ran a lot against like Memphis would really work against Boston so maybe we don't see Gary Payton and that was in fact correct uh in the high stakes in the um in the Hall of Famer, you saw Gary Payton 35% owned. He was massive chalk. Well, Iguodala was low owned. And my take was of the punt plays, Iguodala is my favorite option. That worked out in a pretty big way. 11, you might not think 11 and a half fans points is a lot. That's actually massive for a guy at 1K. So Iguodala was huge for us. He was a valuable player we talked about a lot on Patreon. That worked out in a big way. Um, Draymond Wiggins are both fine. Uh, Draymond turned the ball over like 22 times in the fourth quarter. Uh, to just go under on prize picks, which tilts me beyond belief. Uh, Yosa Looney uh, had an okay game, but really had like five blocks to bail out uh, the fish once again uh, there in the third quarter. But um, yeah, so that was that was my uh, one line. my other lineup, I left a lot of salary on the table trying to get Unico into Draymond and the captain. Still cash relatively easily. So it was Draymond Tatum, Steph, Jalen Brown, Wiggins, and Iguodala. So it was a really solid night for me overall. Hope you guys had a good night as well. Uh, and high stakes, again, uh, was a pretty low-scoring um, slate for a lot of the high-stakes players. Um, like I said, Gary Payton being massive chalk was, was a little bit of a surprise for me. Uh, but this is the winning lineup in high stakes. It's actually Wiggins in the captain Tatum, Steph, Jalen Brown, Smart, and Iguodala. All right, so talking game two here. Um, we'll start off on the Boston side. So, Uh, Tatum had one of his worst games I've seen. I mean, he could not make a shot. He had so many wide open looks and he still went for 40 fancy points. So that's a good sign for Tatum, right? A guy that if he's not scoring the ball, can still do some playmaking, went for now 13 assists. That's not, we're not gonna get 13 assists again from Tatum, but it's a good sign that even when he's struggling shooting, he can still have a decent game. So uh, I do like Tatum at the top. I do prefer Tatum to Brown. I know Brown had the bigger game last game, but now they're pretty close in price and um, when they're this close in price, I'm just going to give the edge to Tatum, even though Brown had the good game last game. In the mid-range, we have guys like Smart and Horford, I think are both pretty good plays. Marcus Smart is going to play big minutes in this series. Now, he only played 30 last game. It was a little bit surprising. Um, You did have Derek White play really well. Also, Pritchard played well in the fourth quarter, so kind of limited Smart's minutes. I would would guess his minutes uh, bump up here. Um, so an 8K Marcus smart, uh, I think makes for a pretty safe play in the mid range. I think the only thing you had to really worry about there is potential foul trouble. And then Horford had a really big game, especially in the fourth quarter, but he did shoot nine of 12. So I'm a little bit cautious about Horford. Um, I still think he's like a, a decent option, but I might lean smart over Horford. I think people might chase the Horford game. Again, I don't know if we get nine of 12 shoot, t- shooting again from Al Horford. Now in the mid range, we have Rob Williams, who is kind of just like a tournament only play for me um you know he's been banged up basically all playoffs there's you know some news that the Boston wanted to keep him around 20 minutes he played 24 he did a four blocks and a steal uh that is what Rob Williams can do but I'm not sure if we get you know five stocks again from him um so he's kind of just a more tournament only play I don't really see him playing huge minutes in this series Derek White had a really big game and he's played very well of late um, and the thing is, against this, you know, more small ball Golden State team, you could see him. I, I think we get, you know, around 30 minutes of Derek White on average here. So I do think he's a pretty decent value play. Um, did have a really good shooting game last game. So not sure if he's going to shoot that well again, but, uh, still think White's going to be a pretty big part of this rotation. Now, Grant Williams, a 4 2, uh, did only play 16 minutes, which I thought was a little bit surprising. I think you, you could see Grant Williams uh, play a bit more in this game. Um, so, ownership probably will be relatively low on him based on the last game. But, um, yeah, I can see I can see Graham's playing more in this game. We also saw some run for Peyton Pritchard, who was you know, basically getting DNPs down the stretch in the Miami series. Did play 16 minutes. Now, the positive of Peyton Pritchard is he's going to be, you know, productive when he's on the court. It's just a matter of can they keep him out there because he's going to be hunted defensively. So, um, Pritchard, I do have a little bit of interest in him. It's good to see 16 minutes. But, um, I, I do think, you know, if, if things go wrong, Boston falls behind early and Golden State just, you know, attacks Pritchard on the defensive end, that that he could be relatively limited here. And then I was I was very surprised we saw Daniel Tice run, six minutes to Daniel Tice. I don't think he plays again. Um so I'd be pretty surprised if he touches the court again here in game two. On the Golden State side, so Steph Curry had a really solid game, great first quarter. Um, you know, kind of faded down the stretch there in the fourth, but I mean, Golden or Golden State's freely relying on Steph Curry. Clay's been struggling a majority of the playoffs. Um, Poole's been up and down. So um, I do like Steph at the top. Basically, a must-win game here for Golden State. So I think he makes for a great spend-up. In the mid-range, we have Clay, Wiggins, and Draymond, and, and Looney kind of in that mix as well. Um, Clay Thompson again, he's gonna fail for you more often than he comes through. But every once every you know four, five, six games, he's gonna have that you know 40-plus fantasy point game. So. With clay, I mean, it all depends on your risk tolerance because, like I said, it's it's going to fail more often than it comes through. However, when it comes through, usually it comes through in a pretty big way. So, clay's always just a tournament-only play uh, for me. Usually has those big games in the closeout games, but yeah, more of a tournament-only play just because he's pretty score-independent. Wiggins and Draymond, I think, are both pretty safe plays. Saw 35 minutes from Andrew Wiggins. Still, it was relatively aggressive off. spend didn't have the best matchup, right? Uh, he had a much easier matchup against uh, Luca last series. And then Draymond Green played huge minutes, 38 minutes, and that's what I was expecting. Um, he had a subpar game for, for 38 minutes, but I'm willing to go back to the well there with Draymond Green, who was going to be a big part of his rotation. Again, you saw his minutes go up, where you saw Looney's minutes go down. Uh, so Looney at 6'8", I mean, he had an okay game, did have three blocks. So you're, you're not going to get that again from Kevon Looney, almost guaranteed. Uh, What you are going to get from Looney is, you know, he's going to be good in the glass. But um, 25 minutes, I'm not sure if he plays that much again here. Uh, I think Golden State's best shot is play Otto Porter Jr. more and Kavon Looney less. Um, So Looney is one I'll probably continue to fade. Uh, If Draymond gets in foul trouble or if he goes for four blocks again, so be it. But yeah, I'm not going to go to Kavon Looney. Jordan Poole, 6K, just a tournament-only play. Played 25 minutes, struggled. However, that game... You know, should lower his ownership. And we've seen people overreact big time to one game, right? And that's usually what we get from, from game two of the series is people just go to whoever did well in game one. So Jordan Poole, I think, is going to be pretty low-owned. Um, Just because he had a bad game last game, that does not mean he's going to have a bad game again. Jordan Poole could very easily go for 30-plus fantasy points. So um, I like him for tournaments. So I think the ownership is going to be pretty low. And then Otto Porter, I think, will be pretty popular by 24 minutes um, did shoot well, but yeah, he matches up well against Boston, right? Boston's a wing heavy team and Porter's just another, you know, good defender that can knock down some threes. Um, I think he's a solid value. I don't know if we get, you know, he's been shooting the ball very well of late. So I don't know if he continues to shoot the ball that well, but I think he's going to be a pretty solid value. My only downside or my only worry with Porter is I think he's me over on and I just brought that up, right? People overreact a lot to one game. So what might happen here is you might get massive chalk Porter and, like, no one's going to play Jordan Poole. And if that's the case, I'm just going to rather play Jordan Poole, even though he's, like, $1,500 more. I would rather go there in tournaments than, you know, everyone chasing out Otto Porter. And I'm not saying out Otto Porter's a bad play. I just think he's going to be overowned because we've seen that all playoffs long, right? Uh, Kaminga got a DNP. Again, Peyton. Uh, so when I made my video, I made my video, like, three or four days before uh, game one. I thought he would play, but then we got the news... Game day, where he would there's no guarantees and be in the regular rotation, and that's why I kind of got off. Him. So um, now, does that mean he's going to get a DNP again? No, I mean Golden State lost, so maybe they tried to mix things up. You never, I, I said this a lot in the Patreon team last night. But you never know what Steve Curry's going to do. Literally, never know. I mean, I got wrong game uh, the last couple of games of the Dallas series, who I thought was me kind of that seventh-eighth guy in the rotation. I was flat out wrong, right? I didn't think Kamingo was going to play the the two games ago, and then. I thought Kamingo would play in the, the, the close-up game against Dallas. It was be Elisa, So, like, you just don't know what's going to happen. So, is there a chance that Gary Payton plays in this game? Yeah. It's definitely possible. Again, my worry is, like I said, uh, Boston has a lot of wings, and I don't really know if Golden State wants to run a lot of three-guard lineups against this Boston team. So, that's the worry with Payton. I do think his ownership is going to be pretty low, though, after getting a DNP last game. And then Iguodala. I mean, it's... It's not super fun, but I expect him to be in the rotation. Um, you want for 11 fancy points in 12 minutes. Um, I think he's a fair punt play. I don't expect big minutes, but I do expect him to be a part of this rotation and definitely viable as a salary relief option. And yeah, I don't really think anyone else plays for Golden State. Um, again, Peyton could, would be the one guy that got a DMP last game that I think could have a chance of playing. I would be pretty surprised if you see guys like Kaminga, b Moody in this one. So... Um, yeah, guys, that's gonna wrap it up for game two. So like I said, I want to make this point, uh, one more time is you're gonna see a lot of overreactions to game one, right? Um people have done that all playoffs long. So um while you know I don't hate going back to guys who have good games, uh I think it makes some sense to to maybe go to a couple of guys that struggle, you know, maybe like a Jordan Poole. Um, you know, maybe a Grant Williams is gonna be low-owned, right? Um, so there's, there's some merit to, to, to take some risks like that because, um, people are just gonna chase what happened in game one. So that'll wrap it up for the video guys. Again, if you do enjoy the YouTube, uh, content, just make sure to like subscribe, put the notification bell. Those things do help me out a ton. Other than that, appreciate your support and I'll see you guys in the next video.